Fiscal Update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency throughout each month. The articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions, news releases from state agencies, updates on the status of the state budget, reports on audits of state and local government, and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents. If you would like to receive email notifications when individual Fiscal Update articles are published, please go to www.legis.iowa.gov slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Iowa LSA. To view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab at the top and then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Under Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and search for a particular report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 2, 2018. Veterans Trust Fund, October 2018. Fund balance, as of October 31, 2018, the Veterans Trust Fund balance is $31 million. The total principal balance is $30.3 million, and the lottery transfer of $2.5 million happened this month. The total spendable portion of the trust fund balance including interest income, donations, and the anticipated lottery transfer is approximately $707,000. Expenditures to date for fiscal year 2019 have totaled approximately $141,000. The chart that accompanies this fiscal update shows the total balance of the trust fund since fiscal year 2009. Assistance categories. Assistance categories are established in Iowa Code Section 35A.13 subsection 6 and in 801 Iowa Administrative Code 14. Examples of permissible expenditures include housing repairs, emergency medical care, dental expenses, eyeglasses, hearing aids, prescriptions, automobile repair, and other items. A recent map of the week Iowa Veterans Trust Fund presents award data from the annual report submitted by the Commission on Veterans Affairs. Additional information on historical income and expenditures can be found in the Issue Review Overview of Iowa Veterans Programs. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-971-7053. To see the chart that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Veterans Trust Fund, October 2018. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 2, 2018. State Soil Conservation and Water Quality Committee Meeting, November 2018. The State Soil Conservation and Water Quality Committee met on November 1st in Des Moines. The meeting was conducted by Paula Ellis, Committee Chair, Field Services. Vince Sitzman, Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, DALS, discussed operations in the Field Services Bureau. The Bureau is in the process of hiring eight conservation assistants and five conservation technicians. The Bureau is also hiring two field auditors who will complete 90 financial visits to the various soil and water conservation district offices. In addition to the field auditors, the DALS has an agreement in place with the Auditor of State to complete 10 financial visits to soil and water conservation district offices. Mines and Minerals Susan Kozak, DALS 
reported there are six new projects in the abandoned mines program that were submitted for approval. COSAC also reported that the funding for the abandoned mines program is scheduled to sunset in FFY 2021, so the DALS will be contacting members of Congress to talk to them about the program and ask for continuation. Water Resources. Jake Henson, DALS, noted that there are 25 agriculture drainage wells that need to be closed. Currently, 15 wells are in the process of being closed. In addition, six more wells will be closed with the $1.9 million in fiscal year 2019 funding from the Iowa legislature. Hansen also reported that four new employees have been hired for the Water Quality Initiative. These include an edge of field practice coordinator, two implementation coordinators, and an Iowa State University ISU partnership employee. Watershed Education Grants. Steve Hopkins, Department of Natural Resources, DNR, announced that two Watershed Improvement Awards for Water Quality Education Grants have been granted. One award is for $75,000 to the City of Coralville for increasing the soil health of the Lower Iowa River Watershed, and the other is for $75,000 to the Polk Soil and Water Conservation District for collecting rainwater in the Des Moines metro area. The grants are funded with federal funds. Nutrient Center Research Projects Jamie Benning, ISU Extension and Outreach, reported that 16 new projects will receive $1.7 million in funding from the ISU Nutrient Research Center. The projects focus on water quality research and will be led by researchers from ISU, the University of Iowa, and the University of Northern Iowa. Natural Resources Conservation Service, NRCS. John Hubbard, Iowa NRCS, provided information on contracts awarded and program accomplishments by the Iowa NRCS office for FFY 2018. Some of the highlights include the Agricultural Conservation Easement Program, ACEP, awarded 23 easements for $10.5 million. This covers 1,617 acres. The Conservation Stewardship Program, CSP, awarded 499 contracts for $28.6 million. This covers 264,000 acres. The Environmental Quality Initiatives Program, EQIP awarded 1,647 contracts for $34.6 million. This covers 187,000 acres. The Resource Conservation Partnership Program, RCPP, awarded 235 contracts for $5 million. This covers 33,000 acres. The next meeting will be held on December 6, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 7, 2018. Medical Cannabidiol Advisory Board, November 2018. The Medical Cannabidiol Advisory Board met November 2, 2018 in Ankeny. Petitions to add qualifying conditions. The board opened the meeting by receiving public comment related to the petitions for adding qualifying conditions covered by the Medical Cannabidiol Act, Iowa Code Chapter 124E. There were five petitions before the board that included post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, bipolar disorder, autism, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, and ganglioglioma. The PTSD and bipolar disorder petitions had been deferred from the August 2018 board meeting. 
Board rules require that it takes action on a petition within six months of receipt. The petitions should be posted on the board's website soon. Much of the discussion for all of the petitions before the board revolved around evidence-based research versus compassionate treatment. The board took action on all petitions with the following results. For PTSD, after a lengthy discussion, the motion was made to vote to approve the condition. The motion to approve resulted in a 4-4 vote. The gastroenterologist position on the board is still vacant. Since the board neither approved nor denied the petition, the condition could be revisited in the future. For autism, after a lengthy discussion, the motion before the board was to add, quote, several interactable pediatric autism with self-injurious or aggressive behavior to the qualifying conditions, end quote. The motion passed 7 to 1. The next step for this recommendation is to proceed to the Board of Medicine. For bipolar disorder, the motion to deny passed 8 to 0. For ADHD, the motion to deny passed 8 to 0. For ganglioglioma, since it is a benign tumor, it does not qualify under the cancer provision. The board denied this position 8 to 0 with the interpretation that the symptoms of the disease would fit within the current definitions of intractable pain which is already covered by current law. Annual report creation. Discussion primarily focused on enhancing the wording around policy recommendations and rationale from last year's report. There was also discussion regarding adding procedures for non-home settings such as long term care facilities, schools, and hospitals. Adding language supporting further research was also discussed, since many of the votes cast against adding qualifying conditions are generally sourced from a lack of evidence-based research. A subcommittee was created to finalize the annual report by the submission date. Form recommendation. The board revisited the, quote, inhaled forms language that was previously not approved by the Board of Medicine. The discussion noted the information learned over the past year, the palliative care concerns regarding the effectiveness of an inhalable delivery, and the change of membership in the Board of Medicine. The board proposed adding inhaled forms limited to nubilizable or vaporizable. The motion to approve passed 6 to 2. THC level recommendation. The board discussed the current 3% cap on THC and how the Department of Public Health, DPH, has interpreted that law. The board voted 8 to 0 to support maintaining the current THC cap. Manufacturer and dispensary updates. Representatives from MedFarm Iowa LLC presented an update on its buildings, education, employment, and products. The manufacturing building has been completed and held a grand opening. Furnishing is nearly complete for the dispensaries in Windsor Heights and Sioux City. Eleven education sessions have taken place across the state with over 200 attendees. The manufacturing facility is fully staffed and offers are near for staffing the dispensaries. Medfarm will be selling its product under the brand name quote Elevar and there will be four ratios listed in CBD THC format 20 to 1, 2 to 1, 1 to 1, and 1 to 20. There will also be guideline recommendations for the qualifying conditions and ratios. There will be a variety of formulations with different dosage amounts. The preliminary price range was from $10 to $130 across the options for a typical 30-day supply. 
MedFarm is trying to standardize prices for doses across the options so a patient's choice would not be limited by price. Representatives from Iowa Relief LLC, the second manufacturer selected by the DPH that will be located in Cedar Rapids, gave a corporate introduction presentation to the board. The firm is a subsidiary of Acreage Holdings, previously known as High Street Capital Partners, and is engaged in cannabis production in some capacity in 17 states. The manufacturer currently plans to have products available to bring to market by the end of June 2019. A representative from Have a Heart, the dispensaries located in Council Bluffs and Davenport, stated that the dispensaries are on target to open their doors on December 1, 2019. Offers have been extended to staff the stores and other interviews are being finalized for the remaining positions. Have a Heart's largest remaining challenge at this point is integrating the state seed-to-sale tracking system with its chosen point-of-sale system. Representatives from the Iowa Cannabis Company, the dispensary in Waterloo, were not present. Department updates. The DPH reported on the progress of adding ulcerative colitis to the list of qualifying conditions. Administrative rules were approved by the Board of Medicine in September. The department has also been doing provider education through offering continuing medical education credits. Inspections and product testing have been taking place at MedFarm. Dispensary inspections and trainings will be taking place next week. The seed-to-sale tracking application continues to be worked on in order to be operational by December 1st. Applications for registration cards are increasing as the date of availability draws near. A new online registration card portal has gone live with successful use by applicants. Due to a technical issue with some cards, the Department of Transportation, DOT, will be issuing new cards to some cardholders. As of this meeting, approximately 470 cards have been issued. Additionally, there are 360 applications that have been approved, but the patients or caregivers have not gone to a DOT location to have a card issued. The DPH stated concern that approved applicants will show up at a dispensary with only the department approval letter and not a registration card. However, the lag in card issuance could also be due to the fact that cards expire one year from their date of issuance, and since there are no products available to purchase yet, there is no reason to have a card issued. Waiting until November to obtain a card would maximize the value of the application fee to the consumer. The DPH reported that they added to the patient certification form a voluntary checkbox for certifying physicians to opt in to being put on an internal list to assist patients who are having trouble finding a certifying physician. As of this meeting, about 290 physicians had certified patients in Iowa. The board was pleased that the list was not posted publicly. The board understood the public health concerns of connecting patients to providers, but was highly concerned with this practice and drew comparisons to, quote, doctor shopping for opioid prescriptions. The DPH remarked on the number of doctors currently certifying conditions and the difficulty in trying to connect patients in rural areas where there are few providers. The DPH also stated it will be able to analyze data on the number of doctors certifying conditions for patients and look for abnormalities, and the DPH is willing to reevaluate this practice moving forward. The next meeting is scheduled for February 1, 2019 in Ankeny. 
Additional information can be found on the Medical Cannabidiol Advisory Board's webpage. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-971-7053. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 13, 2018. State Appeal Board Meeting, November 2018. The State Appeal Board met on November 8, 2018 at the State Capitol in Des Moines. The Board took the following actions. Approved $6,700 in general claims as filed under Iowa Code Chapter 25. Approved $12,000 and denied $58.9 million in tort claims as filed under Iowa Code Chapter 669. Settlements. The board approved three judgments totaling $530. All judgments were for court costs in the following cases. Scott Robinson v. State of Iowa. This case came before the court on an action for post-conviction relief. Costs were entered against the State of Iowa in the amount of $40 payable to the North Lee County Clerk of Court. James Blair Bay v. State of Iowa. This case came before the court on an action for post-conviction relief. Costs were entered against the State of Iowa in the amount of $265 payable to the North Lee County Clerk of Court. Scott Robinson v. State of Iowa. This case came before the court on an action for post-conviction relief. Costs were entered against the State of Iowa in the amount of $225 payable to the North Lee County Clerk of Court. The next regular meeting of the State Appeal Board is scheduled for December 3, 2018 at the State Capitol in Des Moines. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christopher Eubin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 13, 2018, Natural Resource Commission meeting, November 2018. The Natural Resource Commission held a teleconference meeting on November 8, 2018. Chairperson Margot Underwood conducted the meeting. Spirit Lake Fish Hatchery. The Commission approved an amendment to a contract at the Spirit Lake Fish Hatchery. The amendment increases costs by $40,000 and alters the design of the fish hatchery filtration building by adding water pumps and ultraviolet equipment. Funding is 75% from federal funds and 25% from Resource Enhancement and Protection or REAP funds. Water Trail Grants. The Commission approved the award of five Water Trail Enhancement Grants, which provide cost share funds for water trail infrastructure projects. The grants are funded from the Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund, RIIF, and include the following. The Delaware County Conservation Board received $2,000 for a project that provides access along the Maquoketa River. The City of Fort Dodge received $20,000 to repair access to Lizard Creek. The Buchanan County Conservation Board received $38,000 to redesign access to the Wapsipinicon River, including a launch for people with mobility impairments and improvements to parking. The Pottawatomie County Conservation Board received $22,000 to improve the Old Town Park Water Trail access to the West Nishnabotna River. And the City of Johnston received $48,000 to develop access to the Beaver Creek Water Trail. Public Land Acquisition The Commission approved three public land acquisitions which include an acquisition of 1.4 acres of land adjacent to the Volga River State Recreation Area in Fayette County for $3,000. Funding is from REAP. The land will be used for hunting and recreation. 
and acquisition of 90 acres in Franklin County for $244,000. Funding includes $164,000 from the Wildlife Habitat Stamp Fund and $80,000 from federal funds. The land will be used for hunting and recreation. And an acquisition of 20 acres in Dickinson County adjacent to the Twin Forks Wildlife Management Area for $73,000. Funding includes $58,000 from federal funds and $15,000 from the Ted Ferris Estate. The land will be used for hunting and recreation. Construction projects. The commission approved two construction projects, which include a contract for $137,000 for the repair of jetties at Big Creek State Park in Polk County. Funding is from the Marine Fuel Tax Fund. And a contract for $250,000 for a drain valve replacement project at Geode State Park in Henry County. Funding is from the Lake Restoration Program. Wildcat Den State Park. The Commission approved a latrine removal and replacement project at Wildcat Den State Park in Muscatine County. Funding is from a $2 million allocation from REAP to the state parks for operations and maintenance. This allocation was made in House File 2491, Fiscal Year 2019 Agriculture and Natural Resources Appropriations Act. Chronic Wasting Disease Dale Gardner, Department of Natural Resources, DNR, discussed chronic wasting disease and other related diseases. The DNR website discusses the differences between chronic wasting disease, tuberculosis, and epizootic and blue tongue. The DNR has established three deer management zones where wild deer have tested positive for chronic wasting disease. Each zone has 250 additional antlerless licenses available to hunters and the DNR will collect data from the deer taken. Chronic wasting disease is spread through direct contact between deer and through urine, blood, feces, and saliva left on the landscape, where the disease remains infectious for years. The disease is 100% fatal, although infected deer may not display symptoms. The next meeting will be held on December 13th in Des Moines. Additional information about the Natural Resource Commission is available on the DNR website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 13th, 2018. Iowa Finance Authority Board Meeting, November 2018. The Iowa Finance Authority IFA Board met on November 7, 2018. The board took the following actions. Authorized the use of up to $125 million of tax-exempt bond proceeds to allow the IFA to reimburse itself for mortgage-backed securities, MBS, purchases temporarily financed by the Restricted Housing Fund, the Security Fund, or other sources of funds. It allows the IFA to use internal funds to purchase the MBS and then subsequently reimburse the funds with proceeds from a future tax-exempt bond issue. Authorize the use of up to $30 million for a revolving line of credit for Idaho Housing and Finance Association to purchase IFA single-family mortgage loans from participating lenders. Authorize the IFA to commit to and fund a first mortgage loan to the Burlington Hope Haven Area Development Center Corporation in an amount not to exceed $52,500 and to commit to and fund a forgivable mortgage loan to the corporation in an amount not to exceed $297,500 
from the Community Housing and Services for Persons with Disabilities Revolving Loan Program Fund, authorized the IFA to commit to and fund from available resources a permanent loan to the Fairfield Community Housing Initiatives North Bay LLLP in an amount not to exceed $964,000 for the development of a 24-family project with four buildings, authorized administrative rules from the Manufactured Housing Program Fund. The rules are amended from the first notice to allow lenders that are not depository institutions to participate in the program by working with a depository institution. Authorized a grant of up to $100,000 from resources available to the IFA for Habitat for Humanity to support a mobile response team to be trained in disaster preparedness, immediate disaster response, and long-term disaster recovery with the mobile response team to be assigned in its first year of operation to assist in housing stabilization and recovery initiatives for disaster-impacted residents in the city of Marshalltown, Iowa. Authorized the IFA to enter into an agreement with the city of Garner for a $360,000 workforce housing loan program, WHLP loan. The loan will assist with the construction of 12 units. The IFA created the WHLP to provide financial assistance in the form of a repayable loan to cities and counties that demonstrate a need for additional workforce rental housing for Iowans as a result of employment growth within the local unit of government's jurisdictional boundaries. Only cities and counties in Iowa are eligible applicants for WHLP assistance. The IFA will accept applications for the WHLP on an open window basis until all available monies have been exhausted or a decision is made to discontinue the program. Available funding under WHLP originally totaled up to $5 million in uncommitted funds within the Multifamily Loan Program, or MLP. Approximately $2.2 million will remain available in the MLP. Authorized a National Housing Trust Fund Award of $2.7 million for the Liberty Recovery Community Project in Dubuque. Authorized the issuance of an amount not to exceed $6.2 million of IFA multifamily housing revenue notes for the Emanuel Elderly Housing Project in Council Bluffs. The bond will be used to construct an affordable 56-unit senior development. Authorized the issuance of an amount not to exceed $56 million of IFA senior housing revenue bonds for the North Crest Community Project in Ames. The bonds will be used to refund a portion of 2016 bonds and to construct 48 new independent living units and 32 new assisted living units as well as for the replacement of a 24-bed health care facility, new common spaces, and other improvements, and received financial reports from IFA staff. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 14, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing, Board of Parole. On November 13, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Board of Parole, BOP. Board of Parole Chairperson Jeff Wright presented the board budget request for fiscal year 2020 as summarized in an earlier fiscal update article. Chairperson Wright highlighted the following items. 
The BOP conducted 12,500 reviews in fiscal year 2018. The number of reviews conducted annually by the board has steadily increased since fiscal year 2014. In fiscal year 2019, Chairperson Wright estimates the board could conduct over 12,500 reviews. The board has worked with the Department of Corrections, DOC, to develop a streamlined, standardized, efficient process for revocation hearings. The policy has been implemented in all districts. As a result, the average stay in jail prior to a hearing has been reduced from 40 days to 24 days. In fiscal year 2017, this decrease in the average length of stay in jail resulted in a 41% reduction in county confinement costs from fiscal year 2016. Due to these results, the Iowa Lean Consortium presented the Iowa Partners in Efficiency Award to the DOC Parole Revocation Team, celebrating improved service delivery in Iowa's government. The BOP plans to complete the development of an Iowa Corrections Offender Network, ICON, commutation and clemency module by the end of fiscal year 2018. The module will allow digital submission, management, transmission, and storage of applications. The board is using a portion of the $50,000 appropriation from the Technology Reinvestment Fund for fiscal year 2019 to complete this project. The board hopes to use any remaining funding to digitize the 11,300 files that still need to be digitized and entered into ICON. Budget request. The board submitted a fiscal year 2020 request for general fund appropriations totaling $1.2 million. This is no increase compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275 and Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 15, 2018. Board of Corrections Meeting, November 2018. The Board of Corrections met on November 2, 2018 at the Department of Corrections DOC boardroom in Des Moines. Department Update Department of Corrections DOC Deputy Director Dan Clark provided an update on department activities. The DOC continues to meet as part of the Geriatric Housing Work Group and plans to meet to discuss housing for geriatric sex offenders at its next meeting on November 8, 2018 at 1 p.m. at the DOC boardroom. The group is in the process of compiling information to include in its report to the legislature. Statewide Recidivism Reduction Evaluation, SRR. DOC Director of Risk Reduction, Dr. Beth Skinner, and Criminal and Juvenile Justice Planning, CJJP Executive Officer Sarah Finneran presented the board with the results of the outcomes evaluation of Iowa's statewide recidivism reduction SRR initiative. In October 2014, the Governor's Office of Drug Control Policy, ODCP, received three years of federal funding from the U.S. Department of Justice, DOJ, as part of the Second Chance Act Statewide Adult Recidivism Reduction Strategic Planning Grant. The ODCP contracted with the DOC for this initiative with the goal to enhance public safety by reducing the state's recidivism rate for offenders re-entering the community. The DOC targeted its recidivism reductions efforts toward mid to high risk probationers and all parolees. Analysis of 2010 data showed that the three-year prison return rate for this population was 28%. 
The two-year goal of the SRR initiative is to reduce recidivism to 22%, and the five-year goal is to reduce recidivism to 20%. The DOC has developed a statewide training plan to implement policies and procedures focused on evidence-based practices with emphasis on comprehensive system-wide quality assurance plans, pre-release planning and connection to government and private services, and measurement of resource allocations to achieve these reduction goals. In 2017, the CJJP prepared the first of two recidivism analysis per request of the DOC. At the November 2017 meeting, Dr. Skinner and Executive Officer Finneran presented the second of these two reports, which is based on the cohorts established in the first analysis with one year of additional data. While the implementation of SRR activity is ongoing, analysis of data collected in the second report shows that the total three-year recidivism rate as compared to 2010 data is fairly similar at 30.4% compared to 28%. Variations between parolee and probationer data from 2010 and data collected for the second report were minimal two-year recidivism rates were found to be consistently lower for the first phase of the SRR project than rates measured prior to the initiative, whether examined by total population 11.2% versus 11.4% parolee population 13.3% versus 13.7% or the probationer population 9.9% versus 10.2%. Data collected up to this point indicates that SRR efforts may have more successfully targeted mid to high risk offenders, particularly short-term parolees. The DOC continues to provide additional analysis as results from the second SRR report indicate that more trafficking time is needed. Additional analysis is needed to assess the recidivism rates of cohorts established during SRR implementation periods as well as those following full SRR implementation. Implementation of the SRR initiative is a continuing process. Administrative Rules Review DOC General Counsel Michael Savala presented proposed administrative rule changes to the board. The department's rules are subject to the five-year comprehensive rules review pursuant to Iowa Code Chapter 17A and proposed various technical changes including clarification of deputy director duties and risk assessment instruments to be utilized on a statewide level. The board unanimously approved the proposed changes to the department's rules. Approval of 2019 board meeting schedule. The board unanimously approved the 2019 Board of Corrections meeting schedule. The schedule is available online on the DOC website. The next board meeting is scheduled on January 4, 2019 at the DOC Central Office in Des Moines. No meeting is scheduled for the month of December. For additional information, see the DOC website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 16, 2018, Iowa Economic Development Authority Board Meeting, November 2018. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, board met on November 16, 2018 and took the following actions. Direct financial assistance and tax benefits. 
the board approved two projects for direct financial assistance and tax benefits through the High Quality Jobs Program, HQJP. The awards are to assist in the creation of 144 jobs and are expected to result in approximately $36 million in new capital investments. Contracts. The board approved contract signing extensions for three projects and amendments for seven contracts. Angel Investor Tax Credit Certificates. The board approved the issuance of 109 tax credit certificates for approximately $1.3 million. Demonstration Fund. The board approved a $100,000 loan from the Demonstration Fund for works in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. The Demonstration Fund provides financial and technical assistance to encourage high-technology prototype and concept development activities that have a clear potential to lead to commercially viable products or services within a reasonable period of time. Proof of Commercial Relevance The Board approved the loan awards of $25,000 from the Proof of Commercial Relevance POCR Fund for Predictive Health Partners in West Des Moines, Iowa. The POCR Fund provides financial assistance to innovative businesses pursuing proof of commercial relevance and marketability of a technology. The fund is designed to assist businesses with new technologies that have completed the proof of concept stage and are ready to be subjected to the rigors of the proof of commercial relevance stage, which includes defining the market for the product and perfecting the product to meet market needs. Innovation Fund Investment Tax Credit Certificates The board approved the award of approximately $6,000 in Innovation Fund Investment Tax Credit Certificates. The certificates are to encourage seed capital investment in innovative Iowa businesses, primarily those in advanced manufacturing, biosciences, and information technology. The certificates represent 25% of the investor's equity investment in a certified innovation fund. Small Business Innovation Research slash Small Business Technology Transfer Outreach Program. The board approved the award of up to $700,000 for Small Business Innovation Research slash Small Business Technology Transfer SBIR slash STTR Outreach Program requests. The program is designed to increase the rate of successful grant applications for Iowa's innovative businesses seeking federal grants through the Federal Small Business Administration's programs. One component of the program provides up to $50,000 in financial assistance to companies, $25,000 when a federal award is granted, and $25,000 when a Phase two proposal is submitted. Strategic Infrastructure Program The Board approved a Strategic Infrastructure Program Fund Award of $250,000 to Iowa State University for a Digital Manufacturing Deployment Facility. The fund is established under Iowa Code Section 15.313. The Strategic Infrastructure Program supports projects that develop foundational assets with a goal of providing a competitive advantage to the private sector or creating needed physical infrastructure in Iowa. Award recommendations for these funds are made by the Iowa Innovation Council and submitted to the board for approval. Redevelopment Tax Credits. The board approved the extension for the completion of the Blackbird Investments Project, Old Yonkers Building, in Des Moines, Iowa. Administrative Rules. The board approved Iowa Export Trade Assistance Program and Community Attraction and Tourism Program Administrative Rules. Financial Summary. The board also received financial reports from IEDA staff. As of October 31, 2018, the following amounts remain unobligated. General Fund Operations Fiscal Year 2019 
$10.1 million. High quality jobs program, fiscal year 2019, $6.1 million. And tax credit cap, fiscal year 2019 allocation, $105.8 million. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 16, 2018. Governor's Budget Hearing, Fiscal Year 2020, Department of Cultural Affairs. On November 15, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Department of Cultural Affairs. The department gave updates on the department's outreach activities over the past year. The department submitted a fiscal year 2020 request for general fund appropriations totaling $5.9 million. This is no change compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. The request includes the following items. Administration Division, $169,000. Community Cultural Grants, $172,000. Historic Division, $3 million. Historic Sites, $426,000. Arts Division, $1.2 million. Great Places, $150,000. Records Center Rent, $227,000. Cultural Trust Grants, $75,000. And County Endowment Funding, $448,000. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 16, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing, Treasurer of State. On November 13, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Office of the Treasurer of the State of Iowa. Michael Fitzgerald presented the office's fiscal year 2020 budget request at a status quo funding level of approximately $1 million from the general fund and approximately $93,000 from the road use tax fund. Additionally, Treasurer Fitzgerald provided the following updates on the office's programs and initiatives over the last year. The Great Iowa Treasure Hunt Program grossed approximately $43.4 million in total collected funds in fiscal year 2018. Approximately $17 million of this total was returned to the rightful owners through the Great Iowa Treasure Hunt. The program allows Iowans to claim lost or abandoned financial assets such as checking and savings accounts, securities, life insurance payouts, and safe deposit boxes. When such property is in the custody of the state, an individual can contact the treasurer's office to establish ownership. The College Savings Iowa program established in 1998 has approximately 246,500 members and approximately $5.32 billion in assets as of the end of fiscal year 2018. The program is a 529 plan that allows individuals or families to pay for costs associated with higher education through monthly investment. The IABLE program, established in fiscal year 2017, maintains a current investment level of approximately $1.4 million. The program is modeled after the College Savings Iowa program and establishes tax-free savings accounts for Iowans with disabilities up to age 26. The office also reported receipts of $23.5 billion with disbursements of $22.2 billion, with $333 million invested in Iowa banks as certificates of deposit, $33.5 million in interest was earned, 
$5.3 million, of which was credited to the general fund. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Chris Eubin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0134. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 16, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Natural Resources. On November 15, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Department of Natural Resources, DNR. Acting Director Bruce Trotman presented the DNR budget request for fiscal year 2020. Budget request. The DNR submitted a fiscal year 2020 request for general fund appropriations totaling $13.6 million. This is no increase compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. The DNR also submitted an infrastructure budget request for $13.6 million. This is an increase of $1.5 million compared to estimated fiscal year 2019 and includes the following. An increase of $500,000 for the water trails slash lowhead dam mitigation program. An increase of $1 million for state park improvements. Starting in 2020, the DNR will be celebrating the 100th anniversary of state parks and the funds will be used for capital improvements. Conservation land. The DNR owns 379,000 acres of land in Iowa, which is less than 1% of the state's surface. There are 22,700 acres of public land available for hunting through the Iowa Habitat and Access Program. The DNR is the only department to pay property taxes on the land it owns. The department paid $963,000 in property taxes in fiscal year 2018. Additional information about the DNR is available on the department's website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 16, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing, Office of the Chief Information Officer. On November 13, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Office of the Chief Information Officer, OCIO. Chief Information Officer Robert Von Wolfrad presented the office's fiscal year 2020 budget request. Officer Von Wolfrad requested a status quo budget of $12.7 million from the Technology Reinvestment Fund, TRF. In the past year, the OCIO won the Center for Digital Government's Digital Experience Award. The OCIO currently provides cybersecurity for all state agencies, elected offices, and branches of government. The OCIO also provides cybersecurity training to all 99 counties as well as 8 cities, 17 schools, a county hospital, and one utility. The OCIO investigated 2019 cybersecurity incidents in 2017, and year-to-date in 2018 has investigated 2,043 cybersecurity incidents. For fiscal year 2020, the OCIO is looking to continue to update the state's cybersecurity strategy, review state agency participation, and increase cybersecurity standardization, lower the cost of internet transport for all Iowa providers, and assist in providing faster internet for all Iowans. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Chris Eubin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0134. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 16, 2018. Enhance Iowa Board Meeting, November 2018. The Enhance Iowa Board met on November 14, 2018. The Board awarded approximately $679,000 in Community Attraction and Tourism, or CAT, grants 
for the following projects. Prairie Trails Museum Entrance Edition in Corridon, $79,000. Dunlap Golf Course Building Project in Dunlap, $100,000. In Des Moines Waterworks Park, Phase 1 in Des Moines, $500,000. The Enhanced Iowa Program provides financial incentives to communities for the construction of recreational, cultural, educational, or entertainment facilities that enhance the quality of life in Iowa. The Enhanced Iowa Board is appointed by the Governor and oversees the administration of the CAT Grant Program. Additional duties include the oversight of the Sports Tourism Program and the River Enhancement Community Attraction and Tourism Program. Appropriations from the Infrastructure Budget for the CAT Grant Program fund infrastructure projects to assist communities in the development and creation of multiple-purpose attraction and tourism facilities. To be eligible, projects must be permanent, recreational, cultural, educational, or entertainment attractions, be available to the general public, and promote tourism in the local communities. Eligible applicants include cities, counties, public organizations, or school districts in cooperation with a city or county. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 19, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing, Iowa Board of Educational Examiners. Budget Hearing. On November 15, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Iowa Board of Educational Examiners, BOEE. Executive Director Dr. Ann Lebo presented the BOEE revenue and expense projections and detailed the agency's fee-based funding. Iowa Code Section 272.10 permits the BOEE to retain 75% of licensure fee revenue to support the agency's operations. The remaining 25% is deposited in the general fund. Department Information. The BOEE has 14 full-time equivalent FTE positions and processes approximately 30,000 licensure applications per year. The 12-member board oversees professional practices for K-12 teachers and administrators. Online licensure system. The BOEE has been carrying a large carry-forward balance to implement a new online licensure system. The expected completion date for transitioning to the new online system is March 1, 2019. While there is a significant one-time initial cost for the new system, ongoing costs of operations are expected to be reduced. Electronic fingerprinting. Additional potential cost savings could come from the BOEE's efforts to transition to electronic fingerprinting, which will also make fingerprinting easier for licensees. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Vargason, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 20, 2018. Governor's Budget Hearing, Iowa Public Employees Retirement System. Budget Discussion. On November 15, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Iowa Public Employees Retirement System, or IPERS. Chief Executive Officer Donna Mueller presented IPERS fiscal year 2020 budget request. While the official budget request is for a status quo budget, CEO Mueller asked the governor to consider a $498,000 increase compared to last year's $18 million budget to create two additional full-time quantitative investment positions and to upgrade current retirement investment officer positions. 
The budget request requires no appropriation from the general fund as the IPERS trust fund pays all administrative expenses. IPERS updates. CEO Mueller provided updates on the office's programs and initiatives over the last year. Investment performance for fiscal year 2018 exceeded the actuarial investment return assumption of 7% with a net return of 7.97%. Nearly 11,400 pre-retirement counseling sessions were completed in fiscal year 2018. Additionally, over 6,300 new retirees were welcomed into the retirement system. CEO Mueller stated that IPERS paid a total of $2.1 billion in benefits in fiscal year 2018, with $1.8 billion of these benefits paid directly to Iowans. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Chris Eubin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0134. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 20, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing, Iowa Communications Network. On November 15, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Iowa Communications Network, ICN. Executive Director Philip Groner stated that the ICN does not have a budget request for fiscal year 2019 as the ICN receives all of its operational funding through billing for services it provides to state agencies, educational institutions, the healthcare industry, and public safety departments. The projected budget for fiscal year 2020 is $32.7 million, approximately $926,000 more than fiscal year 2019. Director Groner also provided updates on the ICN's programs and activities over the last year. While the ICN has generated positive cash proceeds for seven of the last 10 fiscal years, fiscal year 2019 was an exception due to $10 million in capital expenses for necessary core network upgrades, a 10% reduction in internet rates for government entities, a restructure in internet service to education clients, resulting in approximately $1 million in savings for education clients, and clients reducing their own expenditures due to decreasing resources. The ICN is also endeavoring to improve service and reduce costs in the following ways, reducing legacy network maintenance costs by decommissioning older equipment, contracting with private providers to provide future capital expenditures, merging landline and wireless 911 services into one system, and developing public-private partnerships creating greater financial and operational efficiencies. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Chris Eubin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0134. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 20, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing, Department for the Blind. Emily Wharton, Director of the Department for the Blind, presented the Department's Fiscal Year 2020 Budget Request to Governor Kim Reynolds and members of the Governor's staff on November 15, 2018. Fiscal Year 2020 Request The Department is requesting an increase of $80,000 to put a sixth independent living teacher in the field to improve service delivery. Current teachers who serve less densely populated areas of the state cover more than 20 counties. This increases wait time for initial services and the time between visits, extending the time needed for clients to obtain their objectives so they can continue living independently in their homes. The increase would bring the department's total appropriation to $2.2 million. Potential impact on federal funds. 
For FFY 2019, the department is receiving $373,000 in two federal grants for its independent living IL program. The grants require a state match of $41,000. The department consistently spends much more than the required match in order to meet the demand for IL services, $588,000 in fiscal year 2018. For FFY 2019, the department is also receiving $5.4 million from its primary source of federal funding, the Vocational Rehabilitation VR Basic Support Grant, which requires a state match of $1.5 million. If the department increases its expenditures on IL to field a sixth teacher without an equivalent increase in the state appropriation, the additional spending could jeopardize the department's ability to provide the required match for the VR grant. Success Stories Director Wharton highlighted department success stories in assisting clients in obtaining and retaining employment, technology training, pre-employment transition services, and independent living. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 20, 2018. Board of Regents meeting November 2018. The Board of Regents met on November 15th and 16th, 2018 at the University of Northern Iowa, UNI. On November 15th, the Board took public comment and then discussed tuition and other sources of funding. The Board also discussed the Fall Enrollment Report and the College Student Aid Commission's Condition of Higher Education in Iowa Report and conducted the sale and award of athletic facilities revenue bonds. On November 16th, the board heard reports from the leaders of the region's institutions, including updates on each institution's strategic plan, received each university's economic development and technology transfer report, and heard a presentation on freedom of expression at the universities. Tuition and state appropriations. After receiving public comment regarding tuition rates and state support of the universities, board president Michael Richards read a statement. President Richards noted the importance of predictability in tuition rates and the expectation that the universities will strive to reallocate resources to become more efficient each year. He said it was necessary to look at tuition, state funding, and reallocations collectively. President Richards outlined the, quote, outside guardrails for tuition as follows. The board will continue the practice of a first reading of the tuition rate proposal in April with a final reading in June after state appropriations have been set. Waiting until June will lessen the likelihood of a mid-year tuition increase. The tuition rates for the three universities will no longer be tied together. Along with sufficient state funding, this will allow UNI to become more competitively priced with other Midwest comprehensive universities. For the University of Iowa, UI, and Iowa State University, ISU, each university has requested a 2% increase in state funding, which, if appropriated, will result in a 3% increase in resident undergraduate tuition rates. If no increase in state funding is appropriated, the resident undergraduate tuition rate will increase by 3% plus the projected increase in the Higher Education Price Index, HEPI. For fiscal year 2019, the HEPI is projected to be 2%. An increase in state funding that is less than the requested 2% will result in a tuition increase in the range between the first two options. 
Details of the board's agenda and the agenda items can be found on the board's website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 21, 2018. Peace Officers Retirement, Accident, and Disability System Board Meeting, November 2018. The Peace Officers Retirement Accident and Disability System, POR, board met on November 19, 2018 at the Orrin State Office Building in Des Moines, Iowa. The board approved the minutes from the October 15, 2018 meeting. The board voted to approve five service retirements and one application for the withdrawal of contributions from the system. The board also voted to approve the auditor's office Recommendation of the Treasurer's Office Quarterly Reconciliation Report for July through September 2018. The next meeting of the POR Board is December 17, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 21, 2018. Iowa Workforce Development Board Meeting, November 2018. The Iowa Workforce Development, IWD, Board held its meeting on November 19, 2018. Highlights included the following. The Board approved the proposed list of careers that will be deemed to be in high demand. The Board approved policies as drafted related to the coordination of funds and English language, integrated education, and Training for Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, WIOA, Title I programs. The Board approved procedures for the recapture and reallocation of funds for the WIOA Title I Adult Dislocated Workers and Youth programs. And the Board approved recommendations submitted by the Minority Outreach Standing Committee. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services. Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 21, 2018. Historic Preservation Tax Credit Awards Announced. Historic Preservation Tax Credit Awards. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, announced the award of $23 million of historic preservation tax credits for seven projects on November 20, 2018. The awards are as follows. East State Street Properties, LLC in Jefferson for office and commercial use, $424,000. Pace slash Harvester 2, LLC in Council Bluffs for educational and museum use, $3.6 million. 607 West Broadway, LLC in Fairfield for residential use, $2.2 million. JSA Development, LLC in Waterloo for mixed use, $726,000. Warrior Hotel LP in Sioux City for hotel use, $7 million. Warrior Hotel LP in Sioux City for mixed use, $4.3 million. And 206 6th Avenue LLC in Des Moines for hotel use, $4.7 million. The Historic Preservation Tax Credit Program is administered by the IEDA in partnership with the State Historic Preservation Office and provides a state income tax credit two projects for rehabilitation of historic buildings. The program is designed 
to promote the retention of unique character-defining buildings and building features that contribute to a community and neighborhood. Rehabilitation must meet Federal Secretary of the Interior guidelines. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 21, 2018. Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Justice. On November 15, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Department of Justice. Attorney General Tom Miller presented the Department Budget Request for fiscal year 2020, as summarized in an earlier Fiscal Update article, and highlighted the work of the Office of the Attorney General in its legal representation for the state and state agencies. In addition, Attorney General Miller discussed reductions in federal funding and other revenues and rising employee costs for Iowa legal aid. As a result of these funding challenges, the Department of Justice is requesting a general fund increase for legal services poverty grants to cover the increased cost of providing civil legal services for indigent Iowans. Budget request. The department submitted a fiscal year 2020 request for general fund appropriations totaling $14.8 million. This is an increase of $1.6 million compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. This increase includes $500,000 for the Office of the Attorney General, $795,000 for legal services poverty grants, and $300,000 for farm mediation services. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275 and Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Governor's Budget Hearing, Office of the State Public Defender. On November 15, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Office of the State Public Defender. State Public Defender Larry Johnson presented the budget request for fiscal year 2020 as summarized in an earlier fiscal update article and highlighted the following items. In fiscal year 2018, State Public Defender employees processed 82,117 charges while private contract attorneys submitted 82,496 claims. There are currently 152 attorneys within the Office of the State Public Defender and 774 contract attorneys paid from the Indigent Defense Fund. The number of Class A convictions in fiscal year 2017 and fiscal year 2018 increased substantially compared to fiscal year 2015 and fiscal year 2016, contributing to increased costs to the office and the indigent defense fund and the office is in the process of rolling out an online submission portal for miscellaneous claims related to a case such as expert witnesses court reporters and interpreters an online submission portal for attorney claims is also in use by the office budget request the office submitted a fiscal year 2020 request for general fund appropriations totaling 62.4 million dollars this is an increase of seven hundred thirty five thousand dollars compared to estimated fiscal year 2019 additional 
Additionally, the office is requesting $50,000 from the Technology Reinvestment Fund for the study and implementation of storage systems for video footage from case files such as police dash camera footage or security camera footage. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275 and Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 20, 2018. Executive Council Meeting, November 19, 2018. The Executive Council met on Monday, November 19, 2018. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. On behalf of the Department of Human Services, DHS, Bureau Chief Harry Rossender presented two requests for resolution of funds pursuant to Iowa Code Section 29C.20A with regard to the Governor's proclamation of a state of disaster emergency. The two requests are detailed here. $90,000 for Henry, Muscatine, and Washington counties and an additional $25,000 for Alamakee, Bremer, Chickasaw, Saragordo, Floyd, Howard, and Winnesheek counties. The council unanimously approved these requests. The Office of the Attorney General requested approval for payment of expenses pursuant to Iowa Code Section 7D.10 in the approximate amount of $21,000. The Attorney General also requested the retention of outside counsel pursuant to Iowa Code Section 13.3 subsection 1 in three cases. Sherry Krieger versus University of Northern Iowa, State of Iowa, and Second Injury Fund of Iowa, a workers' compensation case filed by a state employee, Cameron Paulus versus Mount Pleasant Correctional Facility, State of Iowa, and Second Injury Fund of Iowa, a workers' compensation case filed by a state employee, and Barbara Stevens versus Iowa State University, State of Iowa, and Second Injury Fund of Iowa, a workers' compensation case filed by a state employee. The council unanimously approved all three requests. The council approved two leases between the Department of Natural Resources and Bunge, North America for two parcels along the Mississippi Riverbed in Clayton County to be used as a barge fleeting area for grain elevators. The leases are for a term of five years and will generate a combined annual fee of approximately $22,000. The council also approved a total of approximately $684,000 in emergency allocations for the following reasons. An emergency allocation and reimbursement of $6,700 to the Board of Regents, University of Iowa, to repair flooring in the living area of Tamasia Cottage at the Lakeside Laboratory in Milford, Iowa. The flooring was damaged by a fire on November 19, 2018. Two supplemental emergency allocations to the Iowa Communications Network. The first was for $760, increasing the total allocation to $14,350 to repair damage sustained to a cable along Caves Road in Jackson County due to rodent shoes. The second was for $2,350, increasing the total allocation to $14,560 to repair damage sustained to a cable along Harrison Avenue near Rock Rapids due to erosion. Three emergency allocations to the Iowa Communications Network for an approximate amount of $78,000 to repair cables damaged by erosion in Cedar, Clayton, and Emmett counties seven emergency allocations or reimbursements to the Department of Public Safety totaling approximately $38,000 to repair state patrol vehicles 
and emergency allocation of $69,000 to the Department of Natural Resources to repair July 19, 2017 storm damage to Pikes Peak State Park an emergency allocation of $489,000 to the Department of Administrative Services to repair damage to the Capitol complex from flooding caused by heavy rains on June 25, 2018 and June 30, 2018. Finally, the Council approved a total of approximately $82,000 in payment of cost items. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Chris Eubin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0134. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 26, 2018. State Board of Education, November 2018. The State Board of Education met on November 14, 2018 in Des Moines, Iowa. The meeting opened with public comment and a report from Director Ryan Wise. The Director's report included recognizing the 2019 Iowa Teacher of the Year, Christopher Burke, a math teacher at Dubuque's L.R. Roosevelt Middle School. Approval for Administrative Rules The Board adopted administrative rules regarding career and technical education and individual career and academic plans. Approval for Notice of Intended Action was given for Administrative Rules regarding school health services, use of online learning and telecommunications for instruction for schools, open enrollment, supplementary waiting, financial management of categorical funding, and the Senior Year Plus program. School Health Services The Area Education Agencies, AEAs, are supporting implementation of the required one-hour teacher training on suicide prevention, identification of adverse childhood experiences, and strategies to mitigate toxic stress. The AEAs are making available an additional eight-hour training online. Open enrollment. The board discussed allowing students enrolled in online education to participate in co-curricular or extracurricular activities in their resident school district. Practitioner Preparation Program. University of Northern Iowa, UNI, provided a report detailing its practitioner preparation program. The board discussed and commended UNI for the 40-hour requirement for faculty to be in a local school setting. Comments were given by the board about taking the issue of diversity seriously. UNI responded that the university has elevated this issue. Paraeducator Preparation Program. Heartland AEA was given approval for its paraeducator preparation program. The AEA was given high marks on efforts to bring more paraeducators into school districts. The board raised questions about how to encourage people to enter the program. Discussion followed about how cost has become an issue for potential applicants. Davenport School District. An update was given on the Davenport School District, DCSD, and efforts to correct serious problems identified in the district's special education programs. After the presentation by Amy Williamson, Chief of the Bureau of School Improvement within the Department of Education, the board directed staff to proceed with a Phase 2 visit to be scheduled for early 2019 and required that a referral be made to the appropriate authorities for any ethics violations. In addition, the DCSD is required to report to the School Budget Review Committee, SBRC, in December to address the district's negative unspent balance and provide a negative unspent balance corrective action plan. Children's Mental Health Strategic Plan Update. Jerry Foxoven, Director of Iowa Department of Human Services, presented an update 
on the progress of the Children's Mental Health Strategic Plan. Director Foxhoven commented that the schools are diverting resources to deal with mental health issues and noted that the children's mental health system will be a coordinated effort between the Department of Human Services and the Department of Public Health and the Department of Education. Every Student Succeeds Act Update. The Federal Every Student Succeeds Act, ESSA, provides for a number of national programs that support, quote, leveling the playing field for disadvantaged children in obtaining high-quality education. In Iowa, an accountability index has been developed. The process began in the fall, and identifications of schools will be made in December. An evidence-based school improvement process is in place and ready to support schools when the scores are released. Implementing Iowa's academic standards, Professor Steve Dunbar and Professor Kathy Welch from the University of Iowa presented information on the student standardized assessment process. Director Wise commented that this has been a board priority for a long time and the effort is a collaboration between the Department of Education, Iowa Testing Programs, and Pearson Corporation. Administration of the new assessment process will start in the spring of 2019 with scoring and standard setting set for the summer of 2019. Lead developers of the assessment have reached out to schools to check for technology readiness to support the possibility of completing testing online. Iowa teachers have been involved in the development of the assessments and it was noted that diversity was sought in building the development group. The lead developers expressed hope that this will be a successful assessment experience for schools. National Safety Grant Update. Rob Olson, consultant with the Bureau of Finance, Facilities, Operation, and Transportation Services within the Department of Education, spoke on the required high-quality emergency operations plans that are to be reviewed annually for schools. An invitation has been given to law enforcement to be part of the process to encourage coordination of plans. The plans developed by the individual schools are considered confidential and are not considered public record. Nine statewide Training sessions have been offered along with eight webinars and five regional tabletop exercises to test district plans. The Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union and Iowa High School Athletic Association are also looking to become part of the process because of the need for emergency planning outside of normal school hours. There was discussion of the potential need for a full-time equivalent FTE position to support the ongoing efforts. 2018 State of Educator Preparation Report. Statistics were provided regarding teacher retention and teacher diversity. The board asked if the need for teachers was being met in Iowa. The staff responded that there are supports in place with Iowa teacher grants and ESSA partnerships. There are, however, geographic shortages. Alternative licensing programs were discussed as being a help to rural communities in filling teaching shortages. The next meeting of the State Board of Education is scheduled for Wednesday, January 16, 2019. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Vargason, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 26, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Public Health. On November 19, 2018, the Governor held a budget hearing for the Department of Public Health, DPH. Director Gerd 
Claybaugh presented the department's fiscal year 2020 budget request. The department is requesting no net change in total general fund appropriations. However, there is a decrease of $300,000 to the chronic conditions appropriation and an increase of $300,000 to the essential public health services EPHS appropriation. For historical context, in fiscal year 2018, the department transferred $300,000 from EPHS to chronic conditions for the Office of Medical Cannabidiol to implement the requirements of Iowa Code Chapter 124E. The fiscal year 2019 budget continued this funding shift. The Medical Cannabidiol program is intended to be fee-sustaining through annual fees on manufacturers, dispensaries, and cardholders. For fiscal year 2020, the department would like to repurpose the $300,000 for pilot projects to incentivize performance improvements in the local public health delivery system rather than distribute the funding through the program formula. The goal of the pilot projects is to incentivize local health departments to work more closely together by combining new and existing resources to strengthen the local public health delivery system. The DPH is also requesting $797,000 from the Technology Reinvestment Fund to upgrade the AMANDA licensing system to upgrade all licensing boards to the current platform version and create a single website for all public licensing access. Department updates. Director Clayball also gave an update on the following programs related to the governor's goals for Iowa through the 5210 program for childhood obesity prevention. 15,000 children in 10 communities have been reached. However, it was also noted that obesity rates in Iowa continue to climb and that Iowa is currently in the top 5 most obese states in the nation. The Your Life Iowa outreach site now integrates tobacco cessation, gambling treatment, drug addiction treatment, and suicide prevention information. The DPH is also in discussion with the Department of Human Services about adding mental health services through this portal. There continues to be strong interest in the medical residency program, and preliminary data shows that opioid-involved deaths have declined through the first half of 2018. Legislative priorities. The DPH also outlined a few policy priorities for the upcoming legislative session. The first is related to the health screening work group this interim and involves allowing the Department of Education to share kindergarten enrollment data to allow better understanding of the amount of screening information being entered. The second is creating a partnership between the Board of Barbering and Department of Corrections for an apprenticeship program. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 26, 2018. Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Public Defense. On November 19, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Department of Public Defense. Iowa National Guard Adjutant General Major General Timothy E. Orr presented the board budget request for fiscal year 2020 as summarized in an earlier fiscal update article. Major General Orr highlighted the following items. The Iowa National Guard has mobilized nearly 20,000 soldiers and airmen for active duty since September 11, 2001. Almost 400 soldiers and airmen are mobilized today. The Guard continues to work with various federal and state initiatives to strengthen local, state, federal, and global partnerships. Major General Orr noted that particular emphasis has been placed 
on programs such as Leadership Iowa, the Economic Potential for Iowa Companies EPIC program, and initiatives with the Greater Des Moines Partnership. Major General Orr also highlighted the Guard's continued work with the Boots for Business program, an entrepreneurial and educational program offered by the United States Small Business Administration as a part of the National Department of Defense's Transition Assistance Program. Major General Orr also discussed plans regarding home base Iowa initiatives, specifically in assisting corporate human resources offices with the process of hiring veterans and former service members. Additionally, Major General Orr discussed the Guard's initiatives to develop an innovative energy policy across the county, educate children for the knowledge economy, and train Iowans for the jobs of tomorrow. Major General Orr highlighted the Guard's plans to utilize microgrid technology to bolster information and technology security, in addition to discussing the steady utilization of federal education assistance programs, such as the National Guard Education Assistance Program, NGEAP, and the Guard's support of apprenticeship programs in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, STEM, and career technology education, CTE, initiatives. Budget request. For fiscal year 2020 and fiscal year 2021, the department is requesting a general fund appropriation of $6.7 million, including a general department request of $6.3 million and a standing unlimited appropriation request of approximately $350,000 for state active duty purposes. This reflects no change when compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. For fiscal year 2020, the department is also requesting a total of $4.8 million from the Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund, RIIF. This reflects an increase of approximately $2.5 million compared to fiscal year 2019. The request is allocated as follows. $2.1 million for major maintenance projects and facility and armory maintenance. $2.1 million for armory construction and upgrade projects and $550,000 for Camp Dodge infrastructure projects. For fiscal year 2021, the department is requesting a total of $5.2 million from the RIIF. This reflects an increase of approximately $3 million compared to estimated fiscal year 2019 and an increase of $450,000 compared to fiscal year 2020. The request is allocated as follows, $2.3 million for major maintenance projects and facility and armory maintenance. $2.3 million for armory construction and upgrade projects, and $600,000 for Camp Dodge infrastructure projects. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458, and Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 26, 2018. Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Inspections and Appeals. On November 13, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Department of Inspections and Appeals. Director Rod Roberts presented a status quo budget request for fiscal year 2020 compared to estimated fiscal year 2019 
with a total general fund appropriation request of $11.5 million. The director highlighted the following items. Full-time equivalent FTE positions. The department is seeking to hire two FTE positions at the health facility surveyor classification within the health facilities division, which will be covered by federal funds, and a standardized survey process. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services recently unveiled the integrated surveyor training website to create more consistency and uniformity across surveys. Racing and Gaming Revolving Fund Appropriation Request The Racing and Gaming Commission requested a Racing and Gaming Revolving Fund Appropriation of $6.5 million, which is no change compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 26, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Commerce. On November 13, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Department of Commerce. Each division's request follows. Division of Banking. Division of Banking Superintendent Ron Hansen highlighted the division's hiring of 13 new examiners and interns through the division's internship program. The division has also created a chief examiner position, bringing the total number of division employees to 56. The superintendent noted as state bank assets continue to rise over time, the examination cost of every $1 million examined has decreased. The division is requesting a commerce revolving fund appropriation of $11.1 million for fiscal year 2020, which is no change compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. Credit Union Division. Credit Union Division Superintendent Katie Averill discussed the division's technology update for the division's internal web portal, which is expected to take three years to complete. The web portal upgrade is expected to reduce travel time for employees and increase security. Superintendent Averill noted the division recently completed Iowa's first federal-to-state charter conversion since 2002 and is working closely with the Department of Revenue to create a new tax form and payment system for state chartered credit unions to report and pay Iowa monies and credits taxes per Iowa Code Sections 533.303 and 533.329. The new system is slated to launch during fiscal year 2019. The division is requesting a Commerce Revolving Fund appropriation of $2.2 million for fiscal year 2020, which is no change compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. Iowa Utilities Board Iowa Utilities Board Chairperson Jerry Huser presented the Iowa Utility Board's Commerce Revolving Fund appropriation request of $8.7 million for fiscal year 2020, which is no change compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. The IUB has nine vacant full-time employee positions, which include the four positions left vacant after fiscal year 2018 retirements. New board initiatives include the following, the launch of a new board website in October 2018, the implementation of automated billing processes, including online payments and cost tracking, and the submission of rulemakings for the appraisal and acquisition of water system facilities. 
Alcoholic Beverages Division. Alcoholic Beverages Division Administrator Steve Larson presented a general fund appropriation request of $1 million for fiscal year 2020, which is no change compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. The presentation also highlighted revenues from sales. Total liquor sales in fiscal year 2018 were $320 million as deposited into the Liquor Control Trust Fund, a 4.7% increase compared to fiscal year 2017. Liquor profits and funds generated by excise taxes on beer, license fees, and fines yielded a transfer of $141.1 million to several entities. $113.7 million was transferred to the general fund. $23.4 million was transferred to the Iowa Department of Public Health. $3.5 million was transferred as state aid to cities and counties, and $400,000 was transferred to the Iowa Economic Development Authority. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks-Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 27, 2018. Governor's Budget Hearing, Ethics and Campaign Disclosure Board. Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Ethics and Campaign Disclosure Board on November 13, 2018. Executive Director and Legal Counsel Megan Tooker highlighted the following items. The Board is requesting a $666,000 general fund appropriation for fiscal year 2020, which is a $69,000 increase compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. The increase is to hire a second staff attorney. The Board is working with the Department of Administrative Services to create on-demand electronic electronic ethics training for executive branch employees and officials. If successful, the board will expand the on-demand electronic training to include modules on campaign finance. And the board is researching a cost estimate for a new web reporting system for campaign finance disclosure. The board's new website is scheduled to launch by the end of November 2018. Legislative Priorities. Director Tooker discussed the following amendments that are of interest to the board. An amendment to clarify Iowa Code Section 68A.505 to prohibit the use of government resources for political purposes even if no additional expenditure is made by the government and to clarify that the prohibition extends to individual government employees and officials. An amendment to Iowa Code Section 8.7 to set a minimum threshold value of $50 for gifts received that need to be reported by agencies to the board. The gift reports will need to be electronically filed and the amendment will specify when reports are due. An amendment to Iowa Code Section 68A.405 to require an attribution statement on campaign telephone calls live and automated and text messages. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks-Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 27, 2018. Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship. On November 26, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, DALS. Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nag presented the DALS budget request for fiscal year 2020. Budget request. The DALS submitted a fiscal year 2020 request for general fund appropriations totaling $29 million. This is an increase of $7.4 million compared to estimated fiscal year 2019 and includes the following. An increase of $5.2 million for the Water Quality Initiative, 
WQI. For estimated fiscal year 2019, the WQI was appropriated $3 million from the general fund and $5.2 million from the Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund, RIIF, an increase of $1.9 million for the Agricultural Drainage Wells Program. For estimated fiscal year 2019, the program was appropriated $1.9 million from the RIIF and an increase of $250,000 for the Foreign Animal Disease Program. For estimated fiscal year 2019, the program was appropriated $250,000 from the general fund. Agricultural Drainage Wells Secretary Neg reported that there are 15 agricultural drainage wells left to close and that the closures can be accomplished with an additional $1.9 million from the RIIF for fiscal year 2020 and fiscal year 2021. The DALS works with landowners to close the agricultural drainage wells by providing technical assistance and cost share funding. By closing the wells and developing alternative drainage plans for fields, landowners protect drinking water aquifers. Water quality funding. Although the funding is not included in the budget request, Secretary Neg briefly discussed the funding that will be available from the passage of Senate File 512, Fiscal Year 2019 Water Quality Act. It is estimated that the DALS will receive approximately $2 million from the Water Quality Infrastructure Fund and $293,000 from the Water Quality Urban Infrastructure Program in Fiscal Year 2019. Additional information about the DALS is available on the department's website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 28, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing Auditor of State. On November 26, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Office of the Auditor of State. Auditor Mary Moseman presented the Office's Fiscal Year 2020 Budget Request at a status quo funding level of approximately $986,000 from the General Fund but did include a caveat that the requested budget may change when the new Auditor of State assumes the office in January 2019. The current budget request is intended to cover general office operation expenses such as the conducting of non-billable audits. Auditor Moseman also provided updates on the office's programs and initiatives over the past year. The office issued over 25 special reports during calendar year 2018, and there are approximately 40 special investigations currently being conducted, which will result in issuance of special reports upon completion. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Chris Eubin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0134. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 28, 2018. Audit, Department of Natural Resources, Animal Agriculture, Compliance Fund. On November 20, 2018, the Auditor of State released an audit report on the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, Animal Agriculture Compliance Fund for the years fiscal year 2014 through fiscal year 2018. Iowa Code Section 459.403 subsection 3 states that the monies from the Animal Agriculture Compliance Fund cannot be transferred. The audit reported that the DNR transferred $10.8 million from the Animal Agriculture Compliance Fund to the General Fund during fiscal year 2014 through fiscal year 2018. However, the audit report also reviewed the monies transferred and stated that the funds were used for administration expenditures of the fund. 
Findings. The following findings were reported. The DNR transferred monies from the Animal Agriculture Compliance Fund's assessment account to the general fund. The DNR records the expenses directly related to the administration of the Animal Agriculture Compliance Fund in the general fund account. The DNR maintains a separate spreadsheet with expenditures related to the Animal Agriculture Compliance Fund and does not record directly to the Animal Agriculture Compliance Fund. The DNR should review the balances for the compliance fees, commercial manure license fees, and educational fees annually. Responses. The DNR responded to the findings and recommendations as follows. The DNR expends all funding from the Animal Agriculture Compliance Fund to administer and enforce the rules of the Animal Agriculture Compliance Fund. The DNR has maintained all records for all of its funds on a separate spreadsheet since 1986. And the DNR responded that the balance of the assessment account is only reviewed when it reaches or exceeds $1 million and the balance of the educational program account is evaluated when it reaches $25,000. It was determined the balances did not exceed the limits. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 29, 2018. Grants awarded to support community water and sewer infrastructure projects. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, made 11 grant awards on November 28, 2018, totaling $4.5 million. The IEDA awarded Community Development Block Grant CDBG program funds to support community water and sewer infrastructure projects. The CDBG program is federally funded through the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD. The program enables communities to make improvements to water and sewer systems, improve housing conditions for low-income homeowners, provide facilities for disabled and at-risk individuals, and make improvements to downtowns. The IEDA is responsible for administering the CDBG funds in the non-metropolitan areas of the state. The grants are awarded based on the benefit provided to low- and moderate-income persons' financial need, project impact and readiness, and commitment of local resources to the project. Applications are solicited quarterly. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson. Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 29, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing, Iowa Public Television. On November 26, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget meeting for Iowa Public Television, IPTV. Executive Director Molly Phillips highlighted IPTV's achievements during the past year, noting that $36 million minutes of educational programming have been viewed on the IPTV YouTube channel and that 340,000 children watch PBS Kids on IPTV. Executive Director Phillips spoke about IPTV's Ready for School program, support of learning in child care settings and preschools, and being a provider of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics STEM resources. Executive Director Phillips also spoke about IPTV's face-to-face connections with 86,000 adult learners. Fiscal Year 2019 Budget Request Executive Director Phillips presented the budget request for fiscal year 2020 as summarized in an earlier fiscal update article. The budget request for IPTV includes an increase of $150,000 to the general fund appropriation to restore overnight broadcast service, 
Executive Director Phillips noted that the suspension of overnight operation in 2010 was an effective way to address a budget shortfall, primarily through reduced utility usage. This schedule reduction is now increasing costs due to stress on the transmitters and equipment from daily shutting down and powering up and a capital request of $1 million for replacing equipment and systems at the network's studios and transmission facilities. This request is a part of IPTV's strategic plan to ensure that IPTV facilities are well-maintained and sustainable. IPTV also hopes to update critical systems to prevent catastrophic failures and prolonged loss of service to Iowans. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Vargason, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 29, 2018. Governor's Budget Hearing, Iowa Department of Education. On November 26, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Iowa Department of Education. Department Director Ryan Wise presented the budget request for fiscal year 2020. The budget request included an increase of $300,000 for the statewide assessment to cover the cost of non-public schools that choose to use the assessment. For fiscal year 2019, the statewide assessment received a general fund appropriation of $2.7 million. Iowa Learning Online, ILO. The department is requesting an increase of $500,000 for the Iowa Learning Online Initiative, ILO. The initiative provides online classes and is especially important to rural districts that have difficulty finding teachers to offer in foreign language and other courses. The initiative received general fund appropriations of $1.5 million each year in fiscal year 2015 and fiscal year 2016 for development, but has received no further appropriations. Participating school districts support the initiative through course fees. Director Wise said current fee revenue is not sufficient to sustain ICO. Other highlights. During the presentation, the director highlighted four areas of focus for the department, including Early Literacy Initiative, ELI, the number of Iowa students in kindergarten through third grade who have met or surpassed benchmarks used to measure statewide progress in reading has climbed nearly 7% since 2015. The department's budget request included status quo funding of $7.8 million, which is distributed to schools to be used in a variety of ways. The budget request also includes status quo funding of $1.9 million for the early warning system to promote early intervention for struggling students. The department is also requesting status quo funding of $1.3 million to fund the Iowa Reading Research Center. The center is a collaborative effort with the University of Iowa. The center has developed a blueprint of best practices. Teacher Leadership and Compensation, TLC. The TLC program focuses on four goals, all of which have shown progress in the past year. 89% of school districts have fully or mostly met their teacher attraction and retention goals. 84% of school districts have fully or mostly met their professional growth goals. 88% of school districts have fully or mostly met their collaboration goals. 56% of school districts have fully or mostly met their achievement goals. The budget request includes status quo funding of $600,000 for ongoing implementation of TLC and Future Ready Iowa FRI. The goal of FRI is for 70% of Iowa's workforce to have education or training beyond high school by 2025. 
the first meeting of the new Work-Based Learning Advisory Board has been held and a coordinator for Iowa Clearinghouse for Work-Based Learning has been hired. There has been a full distribution of funds to 49 school districts to expand their computer science curriculum. The budget request includes status quo funding of $500,000 for the Computer Science Professional Development Fund. The department is also requesting status quo funding of $250,000 for the statewide work-based learning clearinghouse. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Vargason, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, November 29, 2018. Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Transportation. On November 26, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Department of Transportation. The department requests are summarized in this fiscal update article and in the fiscal update article department requests transportation infrastructure and capitals. The department submitted a fiscal year 2020 budget request of $405.6 million in appropriations from the Road Use Tax Fund, RUTF, and the Primary Road Fund, PRF. This represents an increase of $24.5 million compared to fiscal year 2019. Operations. The department's request for fiscal year 2020 represents a net decrease of $1 million compared to fiscal year 2019, stemming from a $1.1 million increase for the Highway Division for brine storage, a $515,000 increase for the Dallas County facility to staff the Dallas County Driver's License facility, a $200,000 increase to the Garage Fuel and Waste Management Appropriation, a $2.1 million decrease for the statewide interoperable communication system, a $423,000 decrease for the administration of workers' compensation claims, a $242,000 decrease for printing paper transportation maps, and a $135,000 decrease to the inventory and equipment appropriation. Capital. The request for fiscal year 2020 represents a net increase of $24.5 million compared to fiscal year 2019, which includes a $27 million increase for the consolidation of multiple Sioux City facilities into a new singular facility, a $350,000 increase for a driver's license service center in Dallas County, and a decrease of $1.8 million for Waterloo garage renovations. Modal program appropriations. The Department of Transportation also requests the following $8.3 million in appropriations from the Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund, RIIF, $2.5 million for state recreational trails, $2 million for the Railroad Revolving Loan and Grant Program, $1.5 million for commercial service vertical infrastructure, $1.5 million for public transit infrastructure, and $750,000 for general aviation vertical infrastructure. Fiscal year 2021, the Department of Transportation also requested $11.2 million in capitals funding for fiscal year 2021. The funds would be used for heating, ventilation, and air conditioning HVAC system improvements as well as to consolidate existing facilities in the northwest wing of the Ames facility. In addition, the department requested $1.1 million for the highway division. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Rodrigo Acevedo, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, 
November 29, 2018, Governor's Budget Hearing, Secretary of State. On November 26, 2018, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Office of the Secretary of the State. Secretary of State Paul Pate presented the office's fiscal year 2020 budget request at a status quo funding level of $3.5 million from the general fund. Additionally, the office requested $195,400 from the Address Confidentiality Program Revolving Fund and $2.1 million from the Technology Reinvestment Fund, TRF, for fiscal year 2020. The total budget request is broken down as follows. Fiscal year 2020 general fund base appropriation requests. $1.4 million in the area of business services to cover annual operational costs, updating and replacing IT systems and cybersecurity enhancements, continuing the implementation of fast-track filing for various forms of business filings, and maintaining the customer service operations at current levels, and $2.1 million in the area of elections-slash-voter registration to continue executing cybersecurity enhancements, performing system maintenance, and ensuring uniform election day practices across the state. Fiscal Year 2020 Other Fund Appropriation Requests $120,400 from the Address Confidentiality Program Revolving Fund for General Operations of the Safe at Home Program for Survivors of Domestic Violence, Sexual Assault, Trafficking, Stalking, and Other Violent Crimes, and $2.1 million from the TRF to update and replace the current iVoters system within a five-year timeline, as well as implementing updates to accommodate new laws enabling 17-year-olds to vote in primary elections and combining city and school board elections. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christopher Eubin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0134.